0: Me and Jesse are in separate locations today. I was a little upset because I like to do a show together. But I will tell you after what just happened, I am never going into the office again. You cannot hear the music or any of the drops if you're not on location. This is fantastic. Jesse did the whole stupid intro music. I couldn't hear a thing. No, that's Jesse, good. Jesse, how are you? You
2: need to be upset. Uh, I'm doing great, man. Doing really good. Feel you great. sound like death. Here's wanna... what we're going to do, though. We're not going to say the word. Here, I, found, I figured this out beforehand because I don't want a little warning on here, but I found a, a way to put, out, put it out there. Sometimes when I go have a beer, I typically prefer Dos Equis, but normally I would not have a Corona.
0: This is as painful Wink. as hearing the, the music, Wink. quite frankly.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't have a Corona, but I did have a Corona. This is my second one. There we go. Now people know what, what's going on, and I didn't
0: have to say it. I hope Bill doesn't come <laughs> in today because this is already <laughs> off to a brutal start. Um, obviously, we're going to start out with some football stuff. we got a couple of releases to talk about, and Jason Flynn is here. Yes, I'm excited. he is.
2: Soccer Carts United guy. Um, did you have a good trip? You also went up to Boston and just immediately came right back. I, I haven't talked to you since then. Everything go okay. Is daddy to- here?
0: You'll hear about that later. We're getting into sports first. This is is a serious show in case Bill pops on. Yeah. Did you watch the games yesterday? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did you Um, want to know about
2: them? Let me
0: just just tell you this. Absolutely insane to me. The overreaction to Brock Purdy losing. First of all, Did you expect anything
2: less, though? That's what was going to happen, right? No.
0: The hobby is full of clowns. But there needs to be, again, and it's not going to happen. A reasonable response would have been, hey, this dude got hurt. And then the second, the third string guy came in, he got hurt, and then Brock has to go back in, still injured, against the team that had the best record in all of football this year. At home, by the way, for Philly. Brock Purdy had a phenomenal season. If you're the 49ers right now moving forward, you've got Brock Purdy and Trey Lance and one of the most, if not the most talented roster in all of football, almost entirely signed up for the next couple of years. They are in a great spot. Their coach is a bit of a donkey. But for these overreactions about Brock Purdy, like if the if the market truly has dropped off and Jesse will get the pricing in a little bit, don't sell your Brock Purdy cards. Like there's there's a real shot that this team comes back next year. He plays just as good as he did this year and they're one of the best teams in football. So I don't hate the overreaction. I just don't need people going crazy now with it. Just relax. If you held to now because you thought he was going to the Super Bowl like I did, I wouldn't worry. I think you have no nothing to worry about next year. He's still going to come in as one of the hottest commodity QBs to start off the 2023 season, Jesse Gibson, your what, a medicated, fuzzy, you know, Corona beer, uh, uh, oh, Dos Equis, thoughts that you'd like to share <laughs> with the room, please.
2: Uh, uh, to your point about the guys going off and saying all these things and that the pricing does not reflect that though. Like it, obviously there's still a lot of people who go with logic when they're spending actual cold, hard cash. And that's what, uh, when I looked up pricing on autos specifically, I was looking up, uh, mosaic auto, his mosaic silver auto. And then I also pulled up, uh, his certified. I mean, over the last few weeks, I've been keeping like just a little tally of how that mosaic auto silver has been going. Um, I think it started around $430. It spiked up to seven seventy five, went back down to 600 back and forth a little bit. Uh, but now even after everything, it's still at $500, which is also like kind of a funny thing because I went to eBay sales. There is a sale in there from today. That $500 was, was late last night. Uh, so for that mosaic silver went for $500, but today there was one that went for $1,200. And I don't believe that. I'm not going with that sale, but there has been another sale on there that also went for $1,500 a couple days ago. Again, they're from different sellers, so it is still questionable on why that is, but it, it, it doesn't make sense. But let's just say it's 500 So still enough guys believing in this guy because uh, it's certified. That one did have an honest sale of $705. Now, that's out of 149 but that's only dropped a little. Like the day before, before the game, that card was selling for $861. And now it's only down to 7.05.
0: Yeah. So the point is, Brock Pur- I, mean, I think people with a brain and who don't just spout off on social media all the time are just thinking, hey, this kid's still going to be really good. We're still getting in. Even though he's high, we're going to hold our stuff and move forward. I think that's a smart way to go with Purdy. The other loser yesterday was was Joe Burrow. I mean, anybody dumping. Although, to the hobby's credit, which again, in general, noisy donkeys, this time I actually think there's been a reasonable response was, oh, the kid was tied with, 10 seconds left in the game for his second consecutive AFC Championship game in Kansas City. I'm glad to see that I haven't heard any nonsense or almost zero nonsense about Joe Burrow. Same line of thought, though. If you have Joe Burrow stuff right now, I don't think there's any reason to sell it until next year. It's going to drop because the offseason's coming. Just wait and see what happens. Those are the losers. I'm more curious now about the win. I want to address that just because of how vocal people have been. But I, I think it's even more interesting, the winners. I mean, first off, you got a guy in Patrick Mahomes who could... I think this might be the if he wins another Super Bowl, I think we may see another jump of his, which is great because he has consistently just come down for the last eight to 10 months, which is wild. He's still the best quarterback in football, but people started to use this useless line of thinking like, oh, but he's still not Brady. He's not Montana yet. And so it's like his pricing kind of just fell with the market, which I thought was a little bit insane. But it's, it's wild to me what's been happening. I know you looked up some stuff. I looked up a few different cards. There haven't been a ton of sales today, obviously. The game ended late last night. But at least half, if not more than half the stuff I looked at, almost zero movement over the past seven days. So I looked up his all rookies, all PSA 10s. His 2017 score, 2017 elite draft picks, 2017 Don Russ. that was a PSA 9. Same exact price as a week ago. The only one where there was significant movement was his 2017 Optic Hollow the Rookies insert. There was a few sales of that last week and then two this week from like 500 up to 750 after the win. What did you see with Mahomes stuff? Um there
2: is a little bit of movement, not a lot. I pulled up like uh his 2017 uh Donruss Optic PSA 10. Now that card like you said it it had been trading pretty flat. Um you know, and when we say flat it's like percentage wise cuz it was selling 938. It bumped up to a little over $1,000 over the last week um, and then stayed kind of within that range. But,
0: 1800 by the way, before the season.
2: Yeah, so since the win last night, uh, that card did sell for 1150 So it did have a little bit of a jump. So 10%.
0: Yeah,
2: I mean, okay. but again, it's still not all that much. But again, I think people are needing to see now a win in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, so I I am very curious what happens if he wins another Super Bowl and then what the offseason looks like. That's always another one of the things I find curious. Hey, he won a Super Bowl. Great, his pricing is awesome. And then what happens three weeks later when we're just in the midst of the offseason? The funny thing to me, though, not a ton of Mahomes sales because I think a lot of people are just high on him now anyways. Like, dude, he just beat Burrow, finally beats Burrow, even though he has a bum ankle. I guess people are thinking he's... If you strictly go by the hobby... I would say the majority of the people in the hobby think the Chiefs are going to win because almost no Mahomes sales relative to the amount of Jalen Hurts sales. If you look at sold listings of Jalen Hurts, yeah. it's incredible how many have sold in the last 18 hours. But
2: my only thinking on that is that they, no one has had any faith in Jalen Hurts, as, at least as far as sales go. Like His pricing would indicate that people don't really believe in him.
0: Which Yeah, and I think this is the same exact indication. Hey, there's a little bit of a bump because he's going to the Super Bowl. Let's just sell now. So I think he, by far, if you ask me one player with the most upside it there, of either team, any position, it has to be Jalen Hurts. If Hurts yeah. wins, I think then there's no... And like, I don't want to hear any more excuses either. Like, oh, will they beat Danny Dimes? The whole thing about who people beat to get there is the most lame, played-out argument in all of sports, by the way. He can't control who he plays, they had a bye because they were the best team in the, in the regular season. So they deserve the bye. You play the Giants because, again, you are the best team. You have the highest seed. So you get to play the crappiest team. And then you beat. And I don't care that San Francisco didn't score. Like that has nothing to do with Hertz. But he looked decent against that defense and didn't make any glaring mistakes. And that that's a San Francisco defense is pretty good. Like I I, I don't know. I think this is going to be a shootout, and I think we're finally going to see Hertz get it like the big win. But even him, like I said, the stuff that was selling of his in the last day, last 18 hours, not even full day, is so stupid cheap compared to Herbert, Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, compared to Purdy, of course. I mean, it's just wild to me. He's
2: still only barely above Herbert at this point. And I mean, that's after a drop in Herbert and a good rise in Jalen hurts stuff. so yeah, I don't I don't and so, and
0: again, if you go just off what you were seeing for sales, people are just moving Jalen now because it's like, hey, this is our one chance to to sell him off before he loses the Super Bowl and then goes off into the off season. I guess that's possible, but I do. I think there's actually some pretty big upside with Jalen here, both either quarterback because if Jalen wins, it finally solidifies it. he's a he's a Super Bowl winner. Great. If Mahomes wins, it gets weird. Like I know we're gonna. And people are going to get crazy. Like the ringer is going to be absolutely covered the week after the Super Bowl in just ridiculous, overly stated legacy talk of Mahomes. But realistically, if he wins another Super Bowl, now you're talking two and three years. He's been to three Super Bowl, or two and four years, I guess. He's been to two super, to three Super Bowls at that point. I think he's had four or five AFC championship games. Like it starts to get pretty ridiculous with him. For a kid who's like, what is Mahomes, 27 years old? 28 years old. I'll look it up. He's literally a child. Like he, he does in the MVPs, the regular season accolades already. He already has a resume that rivals, I don't know everyone, but five or six quarterbacks all time. Probably. It's ridiculous. Do you have a
2: concern with him being injured though?
0: I have no more concern with his injuries than I do with your injuries. So what? Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. 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 My only, yeah, my thing is that and he's got two weeks, bro. He's got a bye week I know the ankle stinks, but he's got two weeks. All
2: right, well, then let's do this. You, last week, you called uh, Kansas City and 49ers. You were 50% right. I called Bengals and Eagle, Bengals and... Usually. Someone words. What someone, is this fog? Get rid of someone your fog, called man. me out on saying it wrong last time, and now I can't remember how to say it the right way. How would you say it? Is it Bengals or Bengals? I say the Bengals. Bangle, okay, I'm going to say Bengals. The Bengals and Eagles were my picks, so again, 50%. At this point, who are you thinking? You, I mean, Kansas City, right? That's your choice. Correct.
0: I thought KC was going to lose to the Niners. I'll take KC. But I'm honestly thrilled either way. At this point, I think it's great for Jalen if he wins. I think it's great for for Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Like, there's actually a few guys: Pacheco, Pachak, Pachico, Pachico. I don't know how to say his name. Isaac, the running back for KC. Like his his numbers are finally starting to move. On the other side with Philly, obviously Jalen would be a great. It'd be an awesome thing for him to win a Super Bowl. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. I'm actually very excited for the hobby either way, because I think it would be a nice, you know, either a cementing of Mahomes, which is already cemented, or a validation of Jalen, which I think would be awesome. So I'm actually excited. Um, I thought the Burrow, I mean, excuse me, I thought the Chiefs-Bengals-Bengals game was awesome. Um, I hate referee that's this is more sports than than real talk like hobby Ooh, talk
2: let's talk about the guy who bangled the bingles last bangled it
0: up first of all the people saying that like the refs were lopsided in that game i watched the whole game i thought it was pretty good both ways the last play by the way like there's no discussion that that was the most like the guy was out of bounds six feet why would you touch him
2: yeah it, however Did you see him crying like literally like boohoo crying on the side I I felt bad for him
0: afterward, but man, that is... And the flip side is, too, though, let's let's not act either like, oh, Mahomes had no chance. Like, you can't tell me with one more play left to go, Mahomes couldn't go down 15 or 20 yards. We've seen that so many times. Even if that penalty doesn't happen, I'm not so sure they don't win that game. So, it's a little bit overstated, but it was a tough penalty. It was the correct call, by the way. No question.
2: So... What are the what's the line by the way on the the Super Bowl? Do we know
0: yet? Pull up ESPN. You might the, be able to find the it on odds. There. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's even a line yet. Okay, I, I am going Eagles. The Chief- by the
2: way, you didn't ask, but I'm going Eagles. So
0: I think the Chiefs are probably going to be a three point. I'm going to say three and a half point under a uh, point favorite right now.
2: Uh, Carlos, do you have a who do you think is going to win? Who do I think is going to win? Uh, the Chiefs. I'm done betting against Mahomes. That might tell you uh, what my betting uh, was. last night.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. You followed Jesse last week into the death, didn't you? He did a 50-50 as well. He got half of them, right? You said it's on.
2: Oh, let me see. I'm looking up the odds right now.
0: It's amazing. While you're doing that, you don't have to keep talking about how you can't find it. I did want to comment, though. The Eagles are one and a half point favorites on FanDuel. What? That's interesting. Also, again, just for the audience, I'm on Zoom today. I'm at home because Jesse is infected in every part of his body. I am watching the Zoom, though, of Jesse sitting at the desk. It is amazing to me how disgusting your side of the desk looks on Zoom compared to my side. That makes me Well, right me happy. now, I've got tissue boxes out no, here. No, 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 just all Granted, the crap Granted,
2: that's, that's the only thing different than There's I would t- normally have.
0: <laughs> and Okay, you get rid of the tissue box. It bigger, doesn't look as bad. It looks much better. Your hands look bigger in, on Zoom than they do in person, which I did not think was possible. Oh, God. <sighs> okay, You let's know what? On. This is
2: great. How was your trip down with your dad? Your dad lives here now. He's I've a almost- Tennessee boy
0: i'll get to it stop trying to rush my family news i have one more thing i have to talk about real brief and i'll be done okay people often ask not us but just in general why does lebron get all the hate he gets
2: oh we're just switching sports bro no that man talk about segues you could have said that and then got into because i've got more basketball stuff fine go basketball you have more
0: basketball stuff okay what is it
2: i got stuff i wanted to talk about go ahead Um, how about the fact that the Celtics are taking the lead right now in the Eastern conference? How about the fact that, hang on, hang on, hang
0: on. The Celtics have been the lead the last like eight weeks. So, yeah, but now they're like four games
2: ahead of second place. So I'm just that they are pushing very hard. They had a killer win against uh, LeBron and the Lakers the other day. LeBron played phenomenally, but they were handed the
0: win. This is you, the reason go people hate this. LeBron, though. Last play of the game, LeBron drives to the basket. It was the most clear hack in the history of mankind. He should have gone to the line with like a second or two left and won the game. The refs totally, I don't know how you missed the call. The ref was looking right at Tatum when he slapped LeBron's arm. That is a total just just garbage referee call, miscall, whatever. It's terrible, inexcusable, indefensible, whatever you want to say. The reason people hate LeBron, though, is what happens after that. He falls to his knees and is practically in tears. I get you missed the call. You're getting ready to go into overtime. Just total. He just comes across as such a spineless, unlikable person. And then Patrick Beverly's going nuts because he's following his leader, LeBron. He walks on the court with a camera. Like, dude, have some composure. You're tied. You played a better fourth than the Celtics, by and large. You easily could have beat that team in overtime and instead you totally just mentally fold and LeBron has to be helped to his feet because he's just in such shock and awe he didn't get a call. Dude, it's miserable you missed the call, but it's moments like that when I look and I go, the first thing that comes to my mind, Michael, Larry and Kobe, like those three players, if that they missed that call going into overtime, they look at the ref And the whole mindset is, you know what? In the next five-minute period, this overtime period, I'm not leaving in your hands. I'm coming out. I'm ripping out the throat of every one of my opponents. I'm dominating the ball offensively, and I'm going to the hoop every time. Like, those kind of guys with that killer instinct, it's over. You go into overtime after you've just, like, taken advantage of a missed call, they're just going to rip your head off. That's it. That is my whole filibuster on LeBron. That's why people can't stand it, myself included. I felt bad for the guy until I see him just weeping like a child on his knees in the Boston Garden, when you have a whole overtime period that's about to start. You know, it's
2: funny you say that, but one of the points I was going to make later on in the show was uh, a little auction update, and LeBron's finals jersey just sold for six times more than any, of her, uh, any other jersey of his uh, has sold for before. $3.7 million. Is it tear-stained?
0: Like soaked it, in his own
2: crying. It may very well have been. Uh, but granted, it is the third highest selling jersey of all time. Babe Ruth, Jackie uh, Robinson. For NBA, NBA Jordan. Um, Michael Jordan was number one. I don't remember who the second is. But yeah, uh, obviously there is still some love for LeBron, at least for the investment purposes. Maybe people just think he's worth money and they don't like his
0: he, And he is, by the way. He's he, Again, I still think he's a top three player of all time. I just can't stand watching them. It's so brutal to watch. It's just it's just pathetic. What does you your other know here, by the way? You have a um, LeBron jersey and you have Mickey Mantle SGC-8. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one
2: was, oh, I mean, the fact that the another record sale for an SGC-8 Mickey Mantle card went for 600000 A few years ago was the last time a what SGC-8 sold. What year was the card? Yeah. It's a 1952. It's the uh, 1952 Topps Mantle and how much you know, did it like sell for? 600000 for an SGC-8. The last one sold, I believe...
0: Man, uh, we're last... missing something, bud. The last one sold for $12.5 million.
2: Nope, not for an SGC-8. 8. SGC-8. 8.
0: You're looking, You're thinking
2: of a 9.5. Am SGC I? SGC-9.5. You are, yeah.
0: Okay, thank you.
2: Yeah. No, no, no problem. Maybe I have um, fog
0: brain. Could I say that at
2: least? <laughs> Do you see how I corrected you in a very kind and compassionate way? And I'm then just wasting time with my audience, just, <laughs> just going over how you. <laughs> with my audience, oh my god, the conceitedness! I'm so glad we're not in the same. Is room. that a word? The last, yes, of course it is, because I said it is. You can be last conceited. Can you have conceited? Seven years ago, card sold for two hundred and seventy million dollars. Over hundred percent increase. Obviously, I, I don't
0: think it sold for two hundred and seventy million but I'm going to correct you million?
2: kindly 274,000. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. $274,000. Um, so obviously a nice bump over seven years, 118% increase. So uh, there was a few others that sold as well, uh, at this auction with heritage. Um, there was also a Mickey mantle sign card. I didn't know there's only 10 signed of that, that same 1952 tops Mickey mantle card. There there's only 10 to be known in existence, this is a, a PSA two, but the auto is a ten. Sold for two hundred and eighty eight thousand.
0: Uh, pretty insane. I, that's think actually that you could find, actually lower than I would have thought. Which well, a ton of money. I'm actually surprised it didn't sell for more. Maybe the fact that it's a two. I don't know. I mean, the card
2: is obviously not in great shape, but man, I've seen some worse graded cards. I mean, I don't know. You, you the what does a two go for? Actually, you could actually. You don't have it up. I'll pull it up real quick.
0: I'm going to say seventy five thousand. 75,000
2: PSA to
0: 1952 tops PSA two mantle. I'm going to say goes for goes 75 for last,
2: last sold in November for 50,000. Okay. And the one before that was in October for 32,000. So yeah, I mean, the I fact that it went that. up to 288,000, there wild. was a few that sold in the 30 to 37,000 range in that uh, last year. But yeah, uh, kind of insane, and the fact that it's 288 with a signature, yeah, the fact that there's less than 10 known, I actually do think it could be worth more. Maybe that's why that buy, that guy bought it.
0: Pretty cool. All right, uh, I um, mean, we got Jason coming in just a minute, so I don't even think we get into release week until he comes. That's fine. I do have a cautionary
2: tale if you want. If unless you have something else you want to throw don't on, don't
0: lick doorknobs. What is it? <laughs>
2: I, who's a don't? Like, why is that a cautionary tale? Uh, no, it was just an interesting story about a card collector uh, who is also a federal agent. Um, Michael Scarn. Michael Scarn. So this guy worked for uh, Homeland Security. He was out of Phoenix, Arizona. He, for a time, w- between November 2019 and October 2021, he was using like a, I guess he had a lot of downtime in a company card. So he was using his car to drive for Uber and Lyft and things like that, uh, making money on the side. First off, that's a no-no. Don't do that. But then he was taking that money, and he said he was doing this because he had a problem with in well buying cards. Whether you call that investing, collecting, gambling, whatever you would say in his case, he had a problem with it, and he was— obviously uh in the wrong for cheating the government uh thousands and thousands of dollars he is now going to be uh under probation he owes a lot of money back to the the state and i guess the federal government but uh, this is something that i think we've seen even on the app is like people will occasionally reach out and be like hey can you just shut down my account for a little while oh yeah it's happened a bunch Just because like, I and I never realized this until later getting into cards. It's probably like over a year or something from the time we started the podcast was that people have a problem, like a real addiction with buying cards. Um, So yeah, just a cautionary tale. Like, hey, if you think you've, you're spending too much, if you think you're having to cheat your job or the government to buy more cards, maybe take a break for a little bit.
0: Okay. Sound
2: advice. (laughs) I like that. You have so much you could add to that. Nope. Nope. Whatever.
0: I, I, I don't know. It is <laughs> you, you so experience. even. I, I do that just to make you angry. It always makes me so happy. I'm Another really thing happy. that's better about being home: seeing you get angry <laughs> is even better when I'm not in front of you because you can't if, even
2: fully. Do you vent. know Sean Nelson? Do you know uh, there? There's a big possibility that there are people out there who bought or sold from this guy, Sean Nelson. That's his name. Just just curious. Him.
0: Nice job. Do- <laughs> people used dox. to do this in the Facebook group though, in the break group. Like, hey, do me a favor. Like, block me from the group for a month. I've got bills or stuff like that. Yeah, I mean yeah, it's like anything else. You have in moderation, and you should only be using expendable income. But you know, guys are going to chase in the gambling mentality, the addictive mentality. Yeah, it's
1: Absolutely. a real thing,
0: no question. All right, well let's just let's let's wait. We'll get to Jason Flynn, Soccer Cards United. We have a couple of questions for him from the mailbag. Find out. Just pre- it's going to be a short visit. There's no World Cup happening, so we actually have a
2: lot of questions for him from mailbag. All right, we have
0: a couple. This is not this crazy. <laughs> so Jason Flynn, and then we'll get back with some release week and some concluding questions and comments.
2: Jason Flynn is here with us in the studio. Thank He's you so waving. much, Jason.
0: Look at him waving. Look at the inside. Unbridled enthusiasm from Jason.
2: I would like to say that this is the maybe the first time in a very long time that Jason hasn't joined us where we're both in this, this studio. Now it's three people on Zoom. I'm very curious how this works. I don't remember the last time we did an interview where all three were on Zoom. Do you, mm. Are you are you conscious of well, the We, the we just got
0: his reaction, how he thinks it's going to go. He got, hmm. That was good. Well, No, i tell you what I think. Is okay.
1: I, I actually feel a bit better. For It feels like a more welcoming environment because oftentimes when you're both in the studio, I feel like it's hard for me to get in there, you know? Why don't you but start now, showing
0: up in person for these appearances?
1: Yeah, it's been like no, a it's, year. It's, what, what are we doing here? La- laziness, isn't it? You know, it's a work shy mentality.
2: Uh, Jason's wearing a very orange shirt. It's very bright and I love it. I don't know why I oh. felt the need to comment on it, but I do. I wish it's, people I mean, could it's, see it. I
1: shouldn't be wearing this shirt. It's a terrible color. I just recorded a whole other video podcast and I'm like, is there any way I can change the color of my shirt in post-production? Because it just doesn't <laughs> match my skin. It washes
2: me out. You know? It does kind of. Yeah, that was the thing with the red hair, the Irishness. Yeah, it's kind of... I my, have to wear dark colors, but no, I refuse. I wear dark colors because it makes me look thinner. So we both have to do our own thing, I guess.
0: Did someone tell you that or... <laughs> I'm how did that come up
2: i need to, i'm wearing dark gloves you're doing jason, great. Why, you great
0: jason literally turned from the microphone to cover his laughter right, You jason, didn't cover it well enough we have to get into this what is going on in the world of soccer right now release i mean there's no world cup right now what is happening why are we why are you on the show this week what's going on here
1: <laughs> well it's actually been a very exciting week for uh for soccer product announcements um, the so statement of excitement I've
0: ever seen. <laughs> I don't know if he's doing this on purpose. But he goes, in the most monotone, joyless voice I've ever heard, he goes, actually, exciting actually been a very exciting week. In soccer. What was that accent? Uh, no, I'm excited. I'm just <laughs> I, <the> was... <laughs> Zoom is throwing me off. Jesse's on the verge of death. And Jason has excitement in his words, but not his tone. Okay, we're good. I'm, done. I'm not going to interrupt again. Very yep, exciting we week go. in soccer. Jason, take it away.
1: Very exciting week in I'll start off uh, in France where we've had a Panini score product announcement for uh, Ligue 1, which is the the Premier League in in France. We've been calling um, in the soccer community to have a premium, or well, in scores case, kind of like semi-premium, at least American-style trading card collection for French football for a long time, um, because the French league tends to produce a disproportionate amount of players who go on to become major stars in other uh, leagues. It's kind of like they call it, they nickname themselves, and market the league as the League of Talents. It's kind of a great development league. Um, So we've wanted to have something more than just Panini stickers for all of the rookies that come out of there. And they had this year; they had something called Panini FC, which is kind of, I think Panini France managed that collection in-house. And it was almost a full trading card collection, but wasn't quite. I think there was maybe one parallel variation or or two parallel variations. But this is moving towards uh, a genuine trading card collection with score. So I would hope That if scores is a success and if if league on score sells well, uh, we should be able to get stuff like mosaic or you know get it included in a chronicles collection or something like that. So that's very exciting to finally have a proper trading card collection for the French league.
0: Nice. When does that? Has it already released or no?
1: Um, No, it's it was just announced. I'm actually not sure when it's coming out. um, They just put the checklist up on padiniamerica.net. Which is exciting. Would yes. you
2: view this as like a good investable product since it is the like a first type of thing?
1: Yeah, I mean if it was the only French um if it was the only French football card collection that came out this year, then there might be a rookie or two. Uh like uh, Eli Wahi is a is a rookie from Montpellier who's scoring a lot of goals, young guy. Um if this was his only if his only rookie releases were say a Panini sticker and then a scorecard. Um, then there's no reason a PSA 10 of that that rookie couldn't be accepted as his main rookie going forward. Um, but for me, I'm more excited about not necessarily this product or this year of this product, but just the idea that we might have the French League in play and that if you're a rookie in France, we won't have to wait a year or a year and a half until you have like a proper collectible rookie, especially as, you know, the American market would see it, like a prism or something or a select or something.
2: Okay, so that score product, wasn't there, isn't there something else, the mailbag kept mentioning Revolution?
1: Yeah, Revolution is coming out, Revolution is an interesting one, um, it's, uh, I believe, a Mall product in Asia, uh, an Asian product, maybe, um, but Revolution has come out before for soccer, one of Christian Pulisic's uh, early cards, maybe even one of his rookies, is a, Re- is a Revolution card, Um I don't know why. Maybe it's the stock it's printed on. Maybe it's its place in the market. But Revolution doesn't seem to necessarily ever take off in terms of single prices. So I would say for Revolution, it's a fun rip. If you want to rip soccer, get some Revolution. But um, as an investment, I I wouldn't go too far into it. It's
0: kind of the same as like Revolution basketball. Even when they did football for a while. Just never... Like the Galactic does huge money in basketball. The one case hit insert. But other than that, it was always like, yeah, very... Very average, which keeps the box price down, so I don't hate it. But yeah, it's not like one of those really sought-after products here either.
2: Looks like it comes out on February 22nd, selling for like $200 a box. Is that Groundhog Day? No, that uh, February 2nd is, this is February 22nd. Oh, okay. So, uh, thank you. Underrated now,
1: movie, by the way. Bill
2: Bill Is Murray. it underrated? I feel like everyone loves that movie. Do you like that movie, Jason?
1: Yep, I do. I saw it for the first time over the pandemic, and I... uh I loved it. A lot of Bill Murray movies when you look at them now, he's just like a completely terrible person. Like in the 80s, <laughs> That's
2: in the why 80s I like, like it.
1: every Hollywood hero was a, just a terrible person and now you would never be able to like if if he acted how he acts in Bill Murray movies from the 80s now, he would be the villain in every, every movie. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. He and Chevy Chase
2: really uh you oh, thought terrible. they were great, but in re, in actuality maybe not as great. Bill this is Murray, why I, I like don't Bill,
0: This is why I like Bill Murray. I relate to him. <laughs> uh,
2: um, all right, so any uh, any news ever since uh, I think the last time we had you on was right before the end of uh, the world cup. Any big results that, that came out of there? I mean, obviously, messy cards went through the roof. Um, but anybody else that popped off that you weren't expecting? Anything like that?
1: Um, yeah, a couple. Uh, well, Argentina in general just had so many eyes on them. So the likes of Julian Alvarez and Enzo Fernandez, uh, midfielder for Argentina, he um one young player of the tournament at the World Cup um, and has been subject to a lot of transfer interest in this January transfer window in in European soccer. Um, And I believe Chelsea in the Premier League just put in a €120 million. So that's about the same in dollars, maybe a $130 million bid uh, for this guy um, who is a rookie in releases this year for... uh, for UEFA releases for, from Tops. He's a rookie, Enzo Fernandez. And they think Chelsea bid, yeah, about 120 million euros, which would make him the most expensive acquisition in the history of British football. So he'd be the most expensive player ever brought into the Premier League. And um, so he's very, very highly rated. Now, the thing about midfielders is they can be fantastic and they can be like generational talents, um, but it's hard for their prices to stay up outside of big moments in big finals or big transfers, it's hard for their prices to maintain be just because they're not scoring goals. And most most of the time people aren't gonna see every single match. So you just going to flick on, and say that you're gonna have an app on your phone, you're gonna look who's the top scorer in the league this week? This guy, okay. If it's a midfielder, it's not gonna be him most likely. Um but Enzo Fernandez is a fantastic young player. His prices have done well since the World Cup.
2: Um, I was going to say too, I didn't notice this when we were just now talking about Revolution, but it looks like on the same day, currently Panini's planning to release uh, the Panini Prism Premier League Hobby Box, which I imagine would be a much more popular product, only $300 a box. Would you say so?
1: Yeah, actually um, Panini Prism this year. So there's a a team in the Premier League called Brighton and uh, Brighton have a young Irish player called Evan Ferguson um, who has been playing fantastically well for them this season and scoring goals against big teams and and, and important goals as well um, and he's kind of the first major Irish rookie uh, since I've gotten into the hobby or maybe since the hobby kind of started in terms of premium soccer cards and I think he's probably just come a little bit he's come to prominence a little bit too late to make it into the uh, the prism checklist so I'm really hoping if anyone from media America is listening please make sure Evan Ferguson makes it into every Premier League release from now on. I'll give you a pass on Prism because it's very soon. Um, but yeah, him and also uh, another Brighton player, Japanese player called Mitoma uh, is fantastic as well. So um, if you're looking for a cheap, fun break spot in Premier League Prism, you could do worse than pick up uh, Brighton Hove Albion, a couple of high potential players.
2: I don't know what you last said because the, the name confounded me, but... It sounded like he's a good player, and we should invest in him. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. Good. Um,
1: this
0: is going well. Yep. Do you, Glad we're back do you have any?
2: Zoom. Do you have any questions, Mike? Before we go mailbag questions,
0: because there's just a go, lot. Let's yeah, let's go mailbag. We got a bunch in there. That, and uh, rather than me and you continue to butcher questions, let's just go right to the right to the source. I love that idea. Uh, first off, how's
1: Enzo? He's good. He he actually said um, to me to pass on the message that he saw something about a grading company that was being spammed in the facebook group <laughs> and he very much enjoyed uh, mike's uh, treatment of that wait
0: did you go live i i like the fact that the people in the facebook group thought i wasn't gonna go nuts on these people for trying to spam for free in the facebook group like if you come on like and act like a donkey you're gonna get called out for it those did are the you, rules of the group did you do a live i didn't even see no that. i made a post I had like 500 likes and comments within like two hours it's like oh. one of the highest engaged posts of the month in the group by far. <laughs> that's good. funny. Um, all right. so I like Enzo. <laughs> he's good. I didn't before. I do now. He's really
2: grown on me. Jeremy Byers would like to know. I'm not doing. He asked me to do it in your accent, Jason, but no, that's not a possibility. I can't do Irish accents, and I apologize for that, people. What do you think is the best storyline going? <laughs> God. Freaking a! I'm so sorry. I, That's about the baseball season, a, is it not? Yeah, it is. And I there's so many Jason questions. I didn't have a way to differentiate, and I thought that was. But one he wanted of
1: them. me to do it. He
2: wanted you to do that and baseball Jason question in my accent. Exactly. Correct. That's why it really threw me off. I apologize. Wow. All right, Cross let's over go repeal for. <laughs>
0: See, Jason. you see the smugness with him today? It's like I, a quiet I, smugness that I enjoy. This is not he bad. He was
2: on the, the news, bro.
0: Last time we had him on, he just came it's off the It's gone to his news. head. Now he's just he, slumming with us. Before, this it. was the big network. Now he's been on the news. <laughs> oh, man. He puts on a crap shirt to wear. He doesn't really care oh about Oh, my the, God. I'm
2: telling you. He's, he's packed <laughs> it a Crap shirt. It's not a crap shirt. He would agree. Mean, crap Franco, is, it's, it's, it's not a it's good It's not shirt. a
0: great shirt. It's an orange
2: shirt. Franco Caliz wants to know... Do we expect prices for McKinney to crater now that he's gone, oh man, from Juve to
1: Leeds? Does
2: that? Juve to Leeds. Yeah,
1: Juventus. Juve. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> I actually asked this question of uh, people on Twitter recently. because So you've gone from Juventus, who are a top uh, Italian club. Uh, who So that basically means playing in the Champions League, the Champions League every season. Um, Now, Juventus have just been embroiled in a huge kind of uh, financial scandal and have suffered a points deduction, which means they probably won't be in Europe, uh, in European competition uh, next season, which is why they had to sell some of their prize assets like Weston McKenney, who's now gone to Leeds. I actually think this is going to do fine for his prices. Juventus weren't doing anything much in in, uh, the Champions League anyway. Leeds are kind of building an American following because their manager Jesse Marsh, is an American. They have Tyler Adams, people who don't see in the World Cup. They have, uh, oh, who else do they have? Brendan Aronson, young midfielder as well, um, and now Weston McKennie. So they're slowly building this kind of Leeds America uh, thing. So I think it's good for Weston McKenney's prices. People say Leeds are bottom half club, the Premier League doesn't matter. The Premier League is still the most watched uh, league in the world. So if you if you have Weston McKennie cards, you're not you're not going to get rich overnight, but you know, it's, it's not, you're in no worse a position in my opinion.
2: Okay, cool. Uh, Ro Hundle wants to know, would you rather buy a rookie card from the play, from a player's domestic league or their world cup rookie card? That's a good question.
1: Um, I think it depends on the distance between those two. So we've seen like with, um, say Gavi uh, for Barcelona, he had his rookie in 2021, 22. And then he also had, uh, Rookie logo on his World Cup prism. Now, for me, that's a little bit too far. There's like, say, a, you know, six month gap, eight month gap, something like that. That's too far for me. But if it's the same year, if you have the same year that uh, it happens, like someone like Enzo Fernandez, say, has his rookie cards for his club Benfica this season, and in the middle of this season, the World Cup happened, I think the World Cup cards are always going to be better. Um, but sometimes Panini tend to, you know, take some liberties and, and have a rookie card when the player's been playing for a year, a year and a half, two years.
0: I'd be curious what happens with that score for the French League then because those guys could have rookie cards in there that wouldn't maybe wouldn't have a big rookie for another year or two, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's the kind of thing where like we previously had that with uh, guys in France for Panini stickers and the thing about Panini stickers is even in a, even in a PSA 10, they're mass produced and they do take, like their prices are fine compared to how cheap stickers cost um, but there's just a limited collector base for Panini stickers. So it's, you need something where it's like, this is a one of 10, this is a one of one. That's like a saleable asset. There was
2: like a kid who pulled, I think the messy, I believe it was a one of one sticker. Um, there was a story yeah, right. uh, Panini did or something. I, I can't remember how much it was, but I think it was like, I think it went for six figures or something like that. Kind of.
1: Yeah. So for Pliny America, they, they've, for the first time, put in parallels for this year's uh, World Cup collection, but only in the American edition. And um, so if you're buying Pliny stickers for the World Cup, where I am, you couldn't get parallels, but you could in America. Um, and I actually think they kind of got that the wrong way around. I think the international market could have used that instead of the American market, because the American market is already into cards. But it uh, just kind of goes to show that once you once you've kind of opened... The box on on parallels you can't everything else kind of looks boring in comparison, you know. So I
2: agree. I, I'm kind of surprised they didn't put that out internationally. Um, I thought that would have been a hot market, especially because there was that 60 minute. Uh, I don't know if you saw that 60 minute segment uh, that they did where they basically interviewed a lot of people who collect the stickers and the international. It wasn't based on U.S. stickers. It was all based on the international ones. But I guess that's done by a different company, right? Well, technically, it's like Panini. Italy or yeah, whatever. It yeah, Panini so Group, yeah. I
1: think the thing is, um, the Panini America guys just did it in the U.S. because that's, they can control that manufacturing process, so they weren't able to make stickers with parallels for the whole world. They just needed to you know, make a small amount of them for the U.S.
2: Um, all right, Jason Tennant would like to know, Jason, how much interest do you see in non-Pele vintage cards and or stickers? I'm thinking of players like Franz Beckenbauer or Johan Kroyev? Kroyif, yeah. Whoa, Uh, whoa, whoa.
0: hang on a second, Jason. Did you practice the names?
2: I didn't, but I did see, also curious to hear how Jesse pronounces those names. How close did I get?
1: I mean pretty much bang on. I don't like this. <clears throat> I don't you got nervous towards the end of Johan Cruyff. I um did. but oh, Cruyff. was was perfect first time. I don't care yeah. for this at all. Okay, that sorry, good Jason. Good. Um yeah, I think vintage has been has been mostly insulated from like recent dips in the market and everything because there is no way for the manufacturers to really get at and ruin the price of vintage cards, you know? So <laughs> as interest in soccer grows, there's always going to be vintage collectors that get into soccer and then start hunting for vintage. So the likes of Beckenbauer, Johan Cruyff, uh, Eusebio, uh, guys like that, who are kind of all-time greats, they're really, really good long-term assets. You know, I don't think, they're, not, they're never going to be a quick flip, but you could do a lot worse than putting your money into vintage if you wanted to invest in soccer. With, like I say, Ten to twenty year horizon, as opposed to a ten to twenty month horizon.
2: Uh, Tony Rodriguez wants to know what will it take for
1: the US to
2: get more interested in soccer year round, and not just for the World Cup.
1: Um, I think I, I personally think the MLS. I, I think the, the MLS is the, is the key how that's marketed. Um, I mean, we've seen with stuff like uh, Ted Lasso being a big hit on TV, uh, the Welcome to Wrexham series that Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney did uh, where they bought a Welsh football club and they've, that's been huge in the States, been a huge hit. and There's a lot of interest now in Wrexham, which is a tiny football club in Wales. Um, but because these two, you know, TV and movie stars bought it, uh, there's big interest. So that whole myth of Americans won't watch it unless it's unless it's the top of the sport, that's kind of been debunked. We just know that's not true. Um, so that kind of gets that gets rid of an excuse that the MLS uh, has used, which is like, well, we can't expect people to watch this because these are not the best players in the world. For me, they have to do a better job at reaching out to their local communities and giving the city or the state or wherever the football club is based, giving that kind of to the fans and to the people and saying, you own this. This is a community asset. What do you want to do with it? I don't think it'll work if you use the like franchise model and enforce it on people. I think you have to make a real investment and say because soccer is like a community sport that's where it's based in grassroots so you have to let people over time identify with it then once that's there the emotional connections are built and then the sport kind of comes secondary to that I think.
2: You know what's funny is that we have a soccer team here in Nashville now and you know it maybe it coincides with the fact that we're doing the podcast and we have you on but I will say I feel more of a connection to the sport, knowing that I have a local team that I could support as opposed to, you know, if there was nothing around here. So the whole community aspect, I do think there's some a valid point to that.
1: If you want to get into soccer, people ask often ask, like, what's the best way to get into soccer? Go and see a soccer match. Like, there are so many, if you're in the States, there's so many MLS teams. If there's not an MLS team, there'll be an a NWSL or there'll be a, an, an ASL. There's always soccer being played all around so like just go and see a match that is the easiest way to get into it if you ha- if you happen to live within an hour or two of a stadium go see a game um let let me hit you
2: with a couple i mean honestly we could probably go another 10 15 minutes on this but let me just hit a couple more questions um andre o andre Boulet. i often mispronounce this guy's name and he spelled it out for me thank you he says what's the crack I Googled this. It's spelled C-R-A-I-C. This is like yep. a Gaelic term. Are you familiar? If I said that to you, you know what that means?
1: Yeah. What's the crack means? How are you? Oh. Or what's going on? What's the story? Oh,
2: look at this. Our, our audience is well-versed in the Gaelic language. I love that. Uh, Andre wants to know, what's the best strategy for 2022 World Cup Prism singles and hobby boxes?
1: What's the best strategy for them? Um I think if you have uh hobby boxes sealed I would say keep them sealed um because you know there's really the advice for premium wax especially World Cup prism which isn't printed every year can can necessarily only be printed every 4 years um like that's going to that's going to maintain its value like in 2026 like okay the 2022 print run for prism looks big now compared to 2018 But in 2026, 2022, everyone's going to look, you know, going to look small on all that stuff. For singles, I think you have to just be, keep your singles organized and ready to go. I mean, soccer is very, like, there's a lot of games played and it's a very uh, fickle sport. So if someone has one good week or two good weeks, you want to be ready to cash in on that. You don't want to be going like in six weeks time. Oh yeah, he scored and no, but they're out of the competition now. You know, you need to be like ready to go. So for your singles, do your research on the players. And make sure you have either like, I don't know, like draft eBay listings or I don't know if you use, like if you use consignment service, make sure it's all there ready to go. And then download an app like Soccerway or Footmob or something like that and get some like alerts going for those players. If they do anything, sell. Sell sell your singles at like local peaks. Don't like wait for global trends. Just if it's a local peak for me, sell it. Keep keep the wax uh, sealed. Do you still have any? Uh, I'm
2: just curious. We talked about this a little bit. You had some World Cup wax. Um, I don't remember if you ended up selling it or not. I believe Mike ended up selling his. But last I checked, I think in America it's down to four four fifty a box. Which when I say down, I, I think that may have been close to where it started. Right? It was
0: like four hundred to start. I sold out at 5800 just under
1: five hundred a box. Oh, five hundred. I mean, it's okay. kind of gone. It's gone above above five hundred a box a couple of times um and it it went down to it went like back down to four hundred and even dipped a little bit below that at a certain point as well now it's steadied um so we still have i think i don't know two cases and a couple of loose boxes um of it and it's kind of just one of those things where like if someone wanted to buy it off us for market price, we'd sell it um I don't think it's i think it's a good it's a good hold, but it's not like a grail hold it's not like i think in you know the one thing is Messi won the world cup in twenty twenty two so his prism card's twenty twenty two now have a meaning if he hadn't won it you know it would have been a real I don't think that we'd be at 450 I think we'd probably be at like 350 or something like that uh,
2: from the seal box oh interesting okay um, alright last question then um, and I apologize if I didn't get to y'all's other ones but uh, killer. you can ask me job. later I'll take
0: care of him
2: thank you Mike um, Mauricio oh boy this Mauricio is the alchemy Saint- wizard my
0: buddy from the app Santillian
2: oh, Santillian okay um, want to know, with the Champion League starting back up, do you think the soccer market will get a bump? Seems like the World Cup gave it a nice one, but has just steadily gone the way of the rest of the market down. Also, who are the rookies to look out for in the Champion League?
1: Yeah, so um we usually, without the World Cup in a soccer season, um, we get some interest at the start of the season, and then most of the business end it takes place, like, Pretty much directly corresponding to the football, so April and May. Um, so at the end, it's not going to. Once the Champions League restarts in February, it's not going to you know suddenly spike back up. But there'll be a slow build over time, um, and then ending up kind of with the the month of May when you have the Champions League final. You have all the leagues ending, um, and that sort of thing. So yeah, we're going to get a bump, but not a dramatic one anytime soon. Just just hang on. It'll be May like it always is. The World Cup gave us a kind of like a bonus thing, kind of like distorted the market because we have this weird spike in the middle where you wouldn't usually have one. But um, forgetting the World Cup, our traditional peak in soccer is April and May. I, I am curious, as far as the card market
2: goes in Ireland slash Europe, what would you say? How would you say it's going right
1: now? It's going really well. Um, I mean, it's, it's in terms of individual card prices and uh, wax prices, they're not, sky high but like for us we're not at the stage of the market where that's the priority we just need to get kind of cards in people's hands 2022 uh in europe was like the year of the card show we just started seeing card shows popping up all over the place and and we're putting our calendar together for 2023 and it's even more so oh so i think we need like maybe two years or three years of consistent card shows in you know in the uk in ireland in germany in france in spain wherever And over time, those card shows become like the hubs because you have to have somewhere to sell the cards. That's our biggest problem at the minute is like Americans don't necessarily want to buy from Europe. There's not a lot of liquidity in Europe to buy from each other um, online. But all of a sudden when it's at card shows, people can do trade deals, people can do cash deals and uh, kind of greases the wheels a little bit. So um, we're still very much in in a growth phase here.
2: Do you have a card show that you're going to be going to in the next month? Because we do still plan on trying to have you on once a month, just kind of not only for a soccer card take, but I think it's fun to have like an international take on the card market.
1: Yeah, we're going to uh, the London Card Show, um, which you've been to a few times uh, on February 11th and 12th. And nice. uh, we're there. We're actually doing this thing with um, Tops. Tops UK are, having, are doing like a content thing and we're hosting a, a, a live panel with those guys oh very cool. we're gonna try and ask we asked uh, you know people to send in questions and then of course people send in loads of questions that we could never ask on stage um but well, we're mm-hmm. going to do our best with that tops is doing it but they don't put out a soccer card product do they they do yeah they put out oh, tops they? chrome champions oh, league yeah. all that stuff Bundesliga. oh,
2: oh Bundesliga. Duh. yeah that's right okay well we look forward to hearing about the that show and whatever else is going on towards the end of february great thanks for having me on guys <laughs> All am, right, am you, I closing the
0: segment or are you closing it, the segment? honestly I, I, we, we've we checked out minutes ago so yeah we're good to go Jason <laughs> we, thank you for coming on no, as always
1: don't buddy. include
0: we I've been here you've been over there doing whatever you do we'll have you back very soon to hear about this London card show
1: okay talk later guys alright buddy we'll
0: see ya <laughs> see you, man so there you go Jason Flynn Soccer Cards United taking over the UK now apparently with his Tops panel I like that that's pretty um, cool couple quick notes on release week mailbag questions and I am getting off the air I drove from sick? Boston, Massachusetts. Actually, that's not true. An hour north, Manchester, New Hampshire, in a 22-foot Penske truck. We loaded up this stupid thing on Friday, left out Saturday morning, drove about 12 hours, crashed at a hotel, took off yesterday, 7 in the morning, drove another eight and a half hours, got home yesterday, unloaded the old man and his brother, my father and uncle, respectively. <laughs> um, and now I'm having to deal with how do we get, Cable service oh. and how do I my dad huge development. I love that actually.
2: both your parents don't seem to know how cable and internet things
0: no. work. Like huge development though. My dad now <laughs> knows how to use the maps app on his phone. So I programmed in home. I was like, anywhere you are, you hit the home button. Bro. He got from his house on Plumley to my house on Trail East yesterday by himself. Why are you giving out your addresses to it's people? just a street name, sweetheart? Take a breath. They already know the city we live in. I so mean, just pretty exciting. Two new releases. 2023 Tops Gilded. Oh, is it 23 or is it 22? I don't remember. Uh, We've talked about 22. this a little bit. It's a new high-end product. It's kind of like a mix between, at least in looks, of like a triple threads and a transcendent almost. It comes out Wednesday, the first. I think it's about 400 a box. Is that accurate? That is correct. couple autographs per... Um I'm very interested. I, if the I tell you what's going to be a huge differentiator for this is the quality control. If it's a mess like finest on a high-end product, you're going to see people reject this thing hardcore. If it comes out and looks as good in person as it looks on the on the images they've released, I think it's actually going to do really well. And the price, although expensive, is not totally egregious. I am withholding my rating until I see the quality, the QC on it though. If it is
2: good to standard quality,
0: B to B plus. Okay. The checklist is loaded. The rookies are going to sell for a ton of money. I like it. Again, you're talking about like triple threads money though. So we got to see the resale value as well. So I'm withholding my rating. Do not try to get it out of me.
2: You already said B2B plus. Um, is it wrong that-, that
0: I'm rooting for the virus? Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, is that, that wrong? Don't say that
2: word. Beer. The B word? He's, he's,
0: okay. For um, the
2: beer. Um, wait, would are you saying that for a, a break or for buying a box? I'm just curious. No, there are only I'm not five buying a box. a box. It's too
0: expensive for a personal. Okay, all right, yep. cool. Uh, the next one, I, I hope I'm seeing this wrong. It's 2022 Zenith Football. Yes. This was a product back in the day. Uh, a plus on in terms of aesthetics, the look of it. It's actually an awesome looking product.
2: I'm surprised you were going to say, I I thought it looked awesome too. I just thought it was going to be too flashy for you. Okay.
0: That makes me hate it now that we agree. But yes, I I, I think it looked, I do. I thought it looked really, really cool. Almost like Illusions last week too. I thought it was like a really good looking product. Um, Here is the only issue. And, and this could just be that they haven't released the full checklist yet. I don't see Brock Purdy on the checklist anywhere. Not autographs, not base, not anywhere. I don't know if that's correct though. So I did look around a little bit, though. Text Jeff real quick.
2: Text him, and then we'll update people. Yeah, good call. I mean, he probably won't get back in time before we end recording, but who knows? That would be... But that's probably a big game changer, obviously. $300 a box. There's only six cards per pack, one pack per box. Obviously, a very... I I would guess you would say this is also breaks not buying a personal?
0: Yeah, I mean, because, again, it's a rookie heavy... it, It probably tends to lean toward the rookie, you know, you're talking 75% compared to the vet stuff. Um, Whereas Illusions was a little bit more 50-50. With this class, if no Purdy, I don't like it at all for a personal. Like, I'd be like a C- minus because of the price, even a D. Um, To break, though, I still think you have a bunch of, like, other talent. The rookie talent still good. I think some of these inserts are going to sell pretty well. So without Purdy, I'm probably a B on it. I was actually higher on this though when I just thought it was going to be regular, hey, at least we'll have purdy base and purdy autos, no purdy patch autos. But if there's zero purdy base and zero purdy autographs, I'm like a B minus. Yeah, him coming in there probably brings it to an A minus, though, just because of the cost. People get so caught up in like these premium brands and all this other crap, spectra, flawless, all that's great. This is a couple hundred bucks a box. Those other ones are huge money. I like the fact that we can get some cheap football but I do need to see the Purdy factor in there or else it's not going to be Purdy for that product. See what I did there? Hey, that's That's
2: my joke.
0: A couple Um, questions. Let's get out of here. All right, right, let's go. I have a bad attitude today. I'm tired. I don't want to be here. I apologize. No. Hey, listen, you've been doing really. I'm sorry. I said I was rooting for the bar. I'm rooting for you. what shut up
2: mike uh 50-50. i'm gonna give you a hug 50 50 while i have the virus uh no not virus beer mailbag joshua <laughs> richards wants to know would you ra- <laughs> would you rather get punched in the gut by mike tyson or get speared by ray lewis speared by ray lewis tyson kill you by the way what is speared like Is that a tackle, a type like of the punch? spear tackle Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. Tyson would kill me for sure. Yeah. So whatever the other option is, Uh, let's go to a good way to start the mailbag. nice. Nice, nice nonsense question for us. Adam Bass, not soccer, but with the Nuggets in line for the top
0: seed in the West, is there anyone to buy besides Joker? I still think Jamal Murray could have some phenomenal upside in the playoffs. We've seen him do that. He is a primetime legit scorer, and especially now the fact that Joker, att- you know, attracts all this extra attention. Like, Murray could legitimately, and I just don't think the West is full of, like, a bunch of good wing defenders that are going to compete with Murray. Like, it wouldn't be shocking if he does what he did a couple years ago and comes out and puts up 40 or 50 in a couple games. So, yeah, Jamal's the guy. If you're not going Joker.
2: I was going to say, like, we do need maybe on Thursday to really pull up some pricing on some of these guys because Joker is number one in PER. He has been for almost the majority of the season. I was season. ready
0: to talk basketball when Bill came. He texted me and said he's coming on a Monday in January. And <laughs> guess what? Last Monday in January. Guess who's he, not here? There's still a few minutes left. Nope, you don't I don't know. want. No, Carlos, don't <laughs> let
2: him in. <laughs> don't let him in. Um, all right. Let's go to back to Jeremy Byer's question that he wanted me to read in Jason's accent, which I'm not going to do. What do we think is the best storyline going into this next season of baseball? If
0: there even is one, I think it's the Padres as a team or where does Otani slash Trout go Do either one of those guys move. And then the Padres that they get it together at some point and have this incredible, like ridiculously good lineup. Those are the two I'm interested in.
2: Can trout stay healthy a full season? I don't, I've no, I don't think I've chance. ever seen that happen. Matt Shones, just a comment, he says. I have to oh respectfully disagree on the packing. Uh, we talked about this, I think, a week or two ago. Painter's tape across top of top loader is still necessary with a team bag. I constantly get cards that are sticking partway out of the top loader despite being in a sealed team bag. Your, your comment. Well, hang on. If the card has come out defense, of the top
0: loader, they haven't used the, And He's saying when he gets cards, so this is not an indictment on Matt. Exactly.
1: Your shipper
0: is a dummy. Put the card in the correct size top loader. Put the team bag around it. If you have to use tape at all, tape on the outside of the team bag. I don't want okay. tape on top loaders. It's not necessary.
2: I think there is, there's a world where you're both correct because he, to people's defense, they came saying the exact same thing. You said, well, if it isn't a correct top loader, then they shouldn't need it. He goes on to say, well, the people shipping me my cards aren't using that. So, so but even still, still to so tape. tape
0: on the outside of the team bag. It doesn't have to be on the top loader.
2: Um, all right, there you go. Uh let's go to I'm very <laughs> passionate about this. Don't try to argue with me, Jesse. No, 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 I, I would never. Uh Richie Livrette wants to know, Mike, when can we expect to see your
0: results? And that was a purposeful bleep. There you go, Mike. Take it from there. He so Jesse bleeped the entire thing. He asked about a grading result from a certain company. Everybody well knows I grade with SGC. I think they are the best, hands down, best service turnaround time pricing, all that stuff. Another grading company decided to spam the group like crazy recently, and so I called them out. I'm not going to be dropping their name. Um, yeah, I don't know. If you have a business, like just do things the right way. I don't think spamming Facebook groups is the right way to do this. If you want to come and spam the 55,000 members we have, just shoot me or Jesse a message. Hey, would love to talk to you about this. Now, Granted, it's grading. I would have said no, but it's a better look than me calling you out. And here's another thing, too. For the clowns in the group who are like, oh, you know, you're actually bringing good attention. Any publicity is good attention. Any attention is good attention. That is the dumbest take in the history of any business ever. <laughs> that is not true. There are plenty of terrible things that happen and they get talked of. And people, maybe they're aware of it now because it's being spoken of. It doesn't mean they're going to use the service. This is the stupid. If I go out and say, hey, this seller is a total piece of garbage. He rips people off. He's a scam. Here's his eBay ID, all these terrible things about him. I just made more people aware of him. You think that increased his sales? Of course not, you dummy. I'm bringing it out for a negative reason. So the people in that group, like in that thread that I started yesterday, the most engaged post of the whole stinking month, use your brain. I I guarantee, though, you you could put a finger in each ear, touch in the middle, absolutely no pink substance at all for the people (laughs) arguing that point. There's nothing there. A hollow as the day is long, my friends. You wanted fired up, Mike. You got fired up, Mike. Ask it went up. from a comment
2: about the grading company to an attack on the people commenting on it. That's okay. You're passionate. I don't think I like any of that. Them. I don't
0: like the grading company. I don't like the people who <laughs> support them. I don't like the people who market for them. I don't like anything about it. Uh, don't message me on, on Facebook either. Leave me alone.
2: <laughs> Nat Thorpe wants to know if you could create any sports card product from your own brain, as opposed to someone else's brain, I guess. Uh, What would it consist of? Would it resemble a mid-90s awesomeness? Oh,
0: yeah. So here's what uh, I go. I would want like the flawless finish for patches and patch autos. Like they're really high-end, nice-looking stuff. Okay. A lot of multi, two, three-player autos when there's a connection. I can't stand three-player autos when one doesn't fit. So like Bird, Mikhail Parish, Bird and Magic, you know, Jeter and Griffey, stuff like that. I would love that. It would be multi-sport because I like, think that's awesome. And it would have the nineties look of best and finest for inserts and refractors and die cuts.
2: Are you gonna create this card?
0: It's none your business.
2: Now now you've gotten this all, all teased. Um, let's go on. Adam, I think we've uh, I think this question's been asked before. Adam, oh man, cellular. How do you pronounce Adam's Adam Adam yeah. This is the dude who helped study.
1: Yeah, Adam yeah, C. No,
2: I've talked to him a lot, but I just never knew how to pronounce his last name. Uh he just wants to know who's the greatest Seinfeld cameo. I think I've said this before, but my my take is uh Watley, the dentist. That's not
0: I'm a, a cameo fan. though. He's in like 15 episodes.
2: No, he's I think he's literally in like 5 or less. I don't you,
0: know you, about that. Keith he, Hernandez. You think he's, he's in good. more? I saw the Keith Hernandez one recently. It's a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah,
2: he played himself, I guess that's a fine it cameo. It was pretty
0: funny though. <laughs> Uh, this is I like
2: this question from Hayes Chandler Hudson, a three-namer, so you won't Ooh. like it, but nope. why the hobby hate for Panini Instant and Tops Now cards? They're definitively a much lower print count than the regular set cards, so to me, should be more desirable.
0: I don't know if there's that much hobby hate or hobby anything towards them. They're two products most guys don't particularly have a ton of interest in, myself included. Yeah, I just I, like, I stick to the traditional brands and, and skews i guess i don't know but i don't hate those that by any means i also don't like products that are printed to order there is no scarcity Yeah, i there. think
2: i think that's my overall but issue i, don't I hate think them. that's I,
0: that keeps the price in check i think they're fine
2: i another bad thing by a three namer that's the issue here <laughs> no wow, we kidding. found this before is that there are sometimes where there's not a logical answer to things it's just what guys like oh correct and if guys don't like it then there's no value whether
0: whether the science makes sense or not. Yeah, why does a gold refractor number to 50 outsell a gold wave refractor number to 53 to 1? No reason, there's no reason to it. Of course. Yeah. A lot of it's like that.
2: Um let's see. No, we're not going to do that one. That's another question. Uh, for Mike, so I didn't ask this one when Jason was on, John Boren wants to know, do you see soccer overtaking hockey as the fourth most popular sport for the hobby? Is hot, would you say?
0: It probably already is.
2: I was going to say, like I would we- say
0: worldwide market. I, I, I bet soccer far outsells hockey.
2: I mean, granted, there's a huge market in Canada and I'm sure a few other Arctic countries, but. Man, yeah, I can't think of where hockey cards are going off the shelves. Like, there's not like a hockey card. But they're also not made a
0: lot. Like, Upper Deck has the exclusive stuff with it, so. Yeah. I would say right now, though, I think soccer, honestly, I wonder if F1 outsells. Like, if you were to ask me, just total revenue of, of boxes and cases sold. Baseball, basketball, football, no question. I bet soccer beats hockey. I'd be curious if F1 beats it as well now. In 2022, 2023.
2: I would love to see if there's a way we can find out which one is more popular. I Ask if, Google. Hey, Google. Oh, it picked it up. No, never cancel. Can, all right. Uh, next question comes from. Okay.
1: A- Stopping living rooms. There's around. Google. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Boy. Something went wrong for the living Stop rooms it. around. A lot of Stop things it. have
0: gone wrong, sweetheart. Just <laughs> let us move on the show here. Okay. You got to keep that in, Carl. <laughs> Next question.
2: Uh, Andrew Kahn wants to know, how about them Eagles? Unfortunately, I think we already got your take. You are not pro Eagles. I am. I'm, no, I'm happy well, they we're,
0: won. I didn't sure. think they would. I, I'm glad they won. I like to see new blood, and I like Jalen Hurts. I can't wait to Most see Most atrocious win. home fan base of all time, though. They, I mean, they literally throw bottles <laughs> at each other because they're dummies, and then they just pelt opposing fans with, with snowballs relentlessly. It, it Philly is atrocious. Team, I'm happy for.
2: God. I love how you I like just go Conner. after people. Nobody argues um, with that. They
0: booed Santa Claus a few years ago. Did they boo Santa Claus? Yeah, that's come funny. on. No one cares. More. Yeah, no. Uh, Eric, um, Eric King is at home running around in a of Ron Jaworski jersey from the 80s right now, yelling fly, Eagles, fly, so that his family knows that the team won. Like, that's what we're dealing with here. People are wondering. He's supposed to be, who... be counting numbers, and he's doing that. What do you want me to do here?
2: Eric King is a
0: no, 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 author. no, we're not. No, absolutely not. It's an inside joke. It's nobody's. Business.
2: <laughs> well, speaking of Eric <laughs> King, um, Kyle Ailey, maybe, uh, he says, not a question, but just saw your commercial. <laughs> he says for the card life. Um, okay. it's card, card shop live is the name of the app, but that's okay. Kyle, we appreciate it. Nonetheless. He says very well done. I think it summarizes the podcast and the sports boy geo relationship. Perfectly. You know what I realized? I don't think we've ever played the audio. It's only like 27 seconds long. I want to play it. I think people will find this pretty funny, even though you can't see it. If you want to see it, go to our YouTube page. And it's like the last video we uploaded. But do you care, Michael? Right now?
0: Yeah. Oh, you have it's it ready like to go. Sec- Yeah, yeah, care. it's go ready. I cued it after I saw that question. It might be your last chance with you being sick. Go ahead and play it. <laughs> Here we go.
2: Mike, check out this new app I found. <laughs> what is it, Jesse? It's Card Shop Live. It's got live oh. video shopping for the latest sports cards and collectibles, and it even has live auctions. I just won a Michael Jordan rookie
0: card. How does it feel to be a winner? It feels amazing. <sighs> Wake up, sweetheart. you got work to do. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, honest sellers, authentic collectibles, trusted community. Card Shop Live. It's tough without the without the video. You need the video of me slapping Jesse. That is what makes the whole thing.
2: I think just the fact that people heard that is like the the trailer to see the thirty second video. Um, All right, one I, more question. Let me get out. Yeah, of Yeah, that. that's a pretty entertaining. I didn't realize how funny that sounds. You don't even have to watch it. Just funny how. Uh, Johnny F. Now you may have already chosen this, Mike, but he wants to know who's your donkey of the week. It's very, early. it's Monday. You know, it's hard to say.
0: It's It's LeBron. I mean, when does the week start? That's the tough thing. Like in the last week, LeBron, that stunt about falling down his knees and whining about the call. It's tough. The Bengals guy last night hitting Mahomes when he's in the second row of the stands already. Pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Kyle Shanahan still not knowing how to coach at a big game. Not great. Anybody in your personal life? None of your business. What, what are you trying
2: to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh no, I don't think so. Oh, good, good, good. Um, all right. I think we have like one more question. All right, let's go. Uh Eric, my money, please. Is there certain items or products? I think he meant to say are there, are there certain items or products that you shouldn't use a consigner for? That's an interesting question.
0: I I mean, it just depends. Like consignment stuff on eBay, I I don't know that there's many limits to it. Um I think you kind of just use like eBay has such a crazy big market and so many eyes on it constantly. I think you can sell just about anything there. Honestly, I think it's, that's why I think it's so good. Um, cause there's like, there's something things I can sell better live on card shop, live on a live show, but there's a lot of other things I wouldn't even try to, cause I just know these are going to do better on eBay through a consigner. So I, yeah, I don't think so.
2: Well, you've mentioned that before, like where we would send stuff to, um, like five star cards or PC sports cards or something like that. The consigners we use is that the fact that they have more eyes and that they overall typically pay less fees than you're going to pay, and therefore they're going to charge you a total net fee that's less than what you would
0: have paid, or the same, right? Or the same, or the same. Yeah, but so, so why what? wouldn't yeah, exactly. you? Exactly. So why wouldn't you? Exactly. I'd rather have it on the shelf at Walmart and pay a little bit higher fee than in a garage sale. You know, maybe I can get. Uh, you know, maybe I can sell it, but I'm not going to get the eyes. I'm not going to bring the premium and price that it's supposed to get. What a useless analogy, by the way. So, yeah, in general, I think eBay consignments is very effective for a wide well, variety of stuff. The speed, maybe that's I'm I'm literally trying to think of like, I mean, that's why a you would thing, do that. right? When I get a card back from from a new product, I can grade it directly and sell it live that night. That's a huge advantage over a seven-day auction. If an event happens, I mean the night Trevor Lawrence came back against the Chargers, I was live. And as soon as he won, I was like, dude, we're doing this now just to be a total scumbag. I'm selling my Trevor Lawrence rookies. Sold them sold them live that moment. Obviously, they sold for a lot higher than if you put them in an auction. You know, there's no return policy. Like guys buying Brock Purdy four days ago. It's been flooded. We've seen this all over Instagram and Twitter of, hey, I, you know, I sold this Brock Purdy and they lost yesterday. All of a sudden there's a return claiming damage. So there's reasons not to, but in general, I think it's a very good move. Yes, I do think. Yeah, I think if it's
2: in a 24 to maybe 72 hour period, but even the I think both the consigners that we use all advertise in a week or less in a lot of cases, they'll have your cards up on on the site for sale. So unless it's a a much smaller window, then yeah, consigning is a a win. Um, All right. Mike, I have a idea for a next show. I'm going to try and uh, get this set up, but I want to go buy a Walmart and or Target. I want to take a picture of what is there for sale. And I would like you to tell us, the audience, what is worth purchasing? Because my brother called me uh, last week or, or over the weekend, I think while you were out of town. And he was wanting to know what here is something that, I would like, like, I should buy for a potential return value. And I remember multiple times before we ever started doing this, calling you and doing the same with you. Like, hey, here's a picture. Can you tell me, is there anything here
0: worth buying? I think that'd be cool. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a cool little five-minute thing. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, nice. All right, there's your show. Cool. Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Thursday. Goodbye. Bye.